Welcome to Healthier You. I'm your host, David Christopher, with my co-host, Vi, and we're going to talk about ways of helping you to be healthier. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. And what subject have you chosen today? Something that's a little different than probably what you've heard for a long time. Okay. And I don't know how many people have this problem or what, but uh, <clears throat> there seems to be a lot of problem with nerve sheath. Oh, nerve sheath. Yeah. So we thought we'd talk about that. I think that's a great idea. So what is the nerve sheath? What is the... N- well, is that like when we had that sh- movie come out, Lorenzo's Oil? Does that have, have to do with the nerve sheath? I'm not sure if it did or not. I think it kind of did. Anyway, that was a really good movie. So here's what happens, okay? okay? The nerve sheath, that's a protective uh, covering on your nerves. <coughs> it's like um, an electrical appliance. You know, if you want your electrical appliance to work, you plug it into the wall, and then the electricity goes to the appliance and powers it. But there's a protective coating on that wire that assures that it goes from the wall to the appliance and makes the appliance work. So if that protective coating on the appliance uh, gets worn out, then uh, you may not get the power to the appliance. Mm. Or you may get sporadic power mm-hmm. to the appliance. Or if anyone's in the general vicinity, they may get shocked. Right. You know? And so it could cause a lot of different consequences. Well, that's the same thing with your nerve sheath. It's there to assure that Signals go to where they're supposed to go. And if it's worn out, they may go anywhere. Exactly. And then, then you're going to short out like your appliance. <laughs> exactly. And then that's exactly what's happening. People having all these nervous conditions, and, and not even just nervous conditions, but your, your nerves uh, help control actions in the body and organs and everything else. And so you may have all kinds of problems and not realize it's, it's a nerve misfiring mm-hmm. that's happening. You're losing the signal. Mm-hmm. So they're relating a lot of different conditions to um, that sheath not uh, being there. <clears throat> the one that seems to be the most obvious of, of this particular condition would be if you're having problems with uh, power grid, uh, overhead lights, uh, being around anything that has to do with uh, electrical power. Right. I've seen people just totally collapse. We used to have a neighbor that did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, because the because the the high voltage wires went right by her house, and she would just someday she just she just couldn't she couldn't move. I mean, we had a whole neighborhood with. No wires above ground, mm-hmm. and then she's just on the edge of the neighborhood, and then she had these wires going over. It's like, yeah, she was, yeah, it was crazy. So, um, I thought we'd talk a little bit about that situation, you know. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe yours might not be working so well either. Who knows? I don't know, you know. So, we'll talk a little bit about myelin sheath. Um, so I decided to do a little research on it. Okay. And uh, it's interesting. Most everything that was at the research was a lack of some kind of nutrients that your body was missing in order to make myelin sheath. Mm-hmm. And this is really interesting. Um, 
one of the main components of the myelin sheath is cholesterol. Really? Now that's interesting. You know, because you know, we've heard for so long, oh, cholesterol's bad, cholesterol's bad. Exactly. And we've been saying cholesterol's a nutrient. Exactly. And, and we've been saying that cholesterol is used for repairing cells. Well, these cells, these cells specifically that make up the sheath, it's used for. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it has to be well-functioning cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, your body makes cholesterol. So why would anybody be lacking it? Maybe because they were told you're making too much cholesterol. Yeah, maybe they were putting on a statin. Right. Or, or something like that mm-hmm. that prevents them from making cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And so um, there you go. Yeah. That could be a problem right there. Exactly. And there's a lot of other things that are involved um, as far as the sheath is concerned. And so we'll talk about those. But uh, that, that was like, that was really interesting. I looked at the studies and it's like, yeah, to make the sheath. You have to have cholesterol. That is really, but that's really interesting. Is there a certain kind of cholesterol, or does it matter? Do you know? I'm I'm not sure if I read in the studies about that, but it does have to be viable. Viable cholesterol. It's been oxidized. It's not going to be useful. That's interesting. Because you you need to have viable cholesterol to utilize. So, are you thinking that maybe people we see more and more people with um, nerve sheath problems because um, they have been treating their cholesterol. Perhaps the drug is causing some problems there. Yeah. You know? Interesting. And then if they're trying to get cholesterol from animal products, mm-hmm. good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, what's the problem with cholesterol in your body? It gets oxidized. So what do you think is going to happen when you cook it? Yeah, really. So unless you're eating your meat raw <laughs> or your eggs raw. No, thank you. Or, you know... Your shrimp raw? <laughs> I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think people are going to start eating their meats raw, and I don't think they should. But I don't see how you can keep from damaging cholesterol in the cooking process. <laughs> to me, that doesn't make any sense. Right. I don't think you're getting any good from cholesterol that's been uh, processed. Processing, cooking would be processing. Mm-hmm. And so I, we really do need to rely on our liver to make cholesterol. Or uh, if you get some organic eggs and, and get rid of the white and, and just have the yolk, there's a good source of cholesterol if your body will go, oh, I need that and take it up. Mm-hmm. So if your liver just can't make it, then there's a good possibility you could get um, some decent cholesterol with egg yolks. So you need to have your liver in a good, healthy condition. Yes. Okay. And so what we would suggest, rather than eat a lot of egg yolks, raw, you know, would be to work on your liver to get it functioning properly. And the liver does change. We've seen it change real quickly. Remember the, the gal that had the, was on the list for liver, liver transplant? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, they were scrambling around, and she was on the waiting list, and they didn't know if she was going to make it before the, something came up on the list and stuff, you know. And we had her do work on her liver, like drinking carrot juice and taking Dr. Christopher's liver formula. And um, 
I'll just give this little recipe. This is something specific we gave to her, and it seems to have been working for a lot of people since. So you take 16 ounces of fresh grapefruit juice, and you put it in a blender with four tablespoons of olive oil, four cloves of garlic, and one teaspoon of barberry bark powder. So since this is a podcast, I guess you can rewind, can't you, or whatever. You can say that once more, a little slower. Well, I'll do it again, but I think you can go back. But at any rate, um, you got 16 ounces of fresh grapefruit juice, Mm -hmm. four cloves of garlic, four tablespoons of olive oil, and one teaspoon of barberry bark powder. You blend that up and you drink that uh, before or instead of breakfast each day. And it just took her something like 10 days, and they started noticing a lot of changes in her liver enzymes and everything. In fact, they were just amazed. They'd never seen that before. And pretty soon they said, you're off the transplant list. Your liver's fine. Was she happy or so was that's, she that's happy? So that's really fast time to, yes. re- to change the, the health of an organ like that. Exactly. So livers tend to regenerate very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so we would just suggest go on to carrot juice, Dr. Christopher's liver formula, that's the little recipe we just gave you. <clears throat> Even if you're not working on nerve sheath, you can work on your liver. I think most people need, need work on their liver. Yes. So that's the first thing we do. Now, I'm, all these studies I was looking at, um, they, so they would be focusing on different aspects. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something that you don't find very often in a natural source. You cannot make um, this nerve, this myelin sheath without lithium. Hmm. You know, isn't lithium the one that they, they, they give you in psychiatric hospitals, you know, instead of a lobotomy? Mm, I don't know. And now they're finding that lithium is a real problem too. Mm-hmm. So it's in amounts and it's where you get it. This, this thing. So, you know, we're not saying, oh, go get some treatment from a psychiatrist. Definitely not that, you know. But guess where you can get lithium? Where? Cayenne pepper. Good old cayenne. Would have the amounts you need, you know, not getting excessive amounts, but would have the amounts you need. So, right there um, is a nice natural source. It's going to do so many other things for you, but it's going to provide that lithium you need. It also, cayenne is high in uh, zinc, and zinc, th- you can't make myelin sheath without zinc. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Other things that uh, would have a good source of zinc would be uh, bilberry. And it's always good to have berries mm-hmm. in your diet, and bilberry is a, a good source of uh, zinc. Um, as far as foods are concerned, pumpkin seeds mm-hmm. are, are high in zinc. So you might want to eat some pumpkin seeds. Um, and then the herb skullcap. And then that would make it very specific for making myelin sheath because skullcap is a specific herb for nerves. Mm-hmm. So if your nerves are lacking myelin sheath, your body's going to send that substance right to that area where the sheath can be made. Mm-hmm. It's right to the cells that need to, to make the, the myelin sheath. Some other sources of uh, uh, zinc would be uh, ginkgo and ashwagandha, which are both excellent herbs. Um, 
your body can't make myelin sheath without vitamin C. And we don't manufacture vitamin C. Humans don't make vitamin C. The only animal I know of right off the bat is cats. They seem to be able to produce vitamin C. Interesting. Probably because they're a carnivore and don't eat the plants, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so vitamin C-rich foods, I mean, there's a heck of a lot of them out there, but uh, some of your best would be, well, of course, any citrus, berries, all have a good amount of vitamin C. And you know what has the most vitamin C in the grocery store? Just any grocery store. Guess what, guess what food source has the most vitamin C? Grapefruit. It's got a lot. Oranges. It's got a lot. Bell peppers. Oh, bell peppers. Of course they do that. And if you get the the red ones, the red sweet bell peppers, those have the most. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the cayenne's concerned, yeah, it has vitamin C, but it's interesting, the hotter your cayenne, the less vitamin C. Really? So it seems to be an antagonist there. Well, that's that's nice because so I don't like my cayenne very hot. <laughs> so there are smaller amounts. So guess what has the most vitamin C as far as the, the capsicum is concerned? It was right on my tip of my tongue. Red bell peppers. Oh, the paprika. Oh, the paprika. Yeah, mm-hmm. we use paprika in our cooking. Yeah. So uh, the paprika. And then, like I said, the, the sweet red bell peppers are the, what you find in the produce section. You know, you're not going to find acerola cherries in your grocery store. No. But you will find bell peppers, which would be your highest source. So there you go. So, see, a lot of these things for, for resolving problems with the nerve sheath is just in your diet, your daily diet. Mm-hmm. And, and Dr. Christopher was absolutely correct when he came up with the proper diet. Mm-hmm. And we can make it really simple by just saying fresh raw produce. Absolutely. You're going to get just about everything you need from fresh raw produce. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, here's something that um, is necessary for making myelin sheath, and, and maybe a lot of people don't uh, get these foods, but uh, lecithin. Hmm. You know, and the first thing you think of with lecithin would maybe be eggs, you know, egg yolk. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Soy is an excellent source of lecithin. And, you know, most people are like, soy, that's the problem. People eating too much soy, and it's true. But you have to look at the traditional way they use soy in the countries where that was a mainstay of food. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't have soy burgers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? They didn't even really have tofu. You know what they had? They used sprouted soy... And they also used uh, fermented soy. Fermented soy like in... Um, miso. Miso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, lecithin is something that you would need. And if you don't have sources, you just take lecithin from a health food store. But, but uh, you may be lacking in lecithin. And lecithin, you don't have lecithin, you don't make myelin sheath. Interesting. Same thing with all these other things we talked about. You could have everything else, and if you're missing one thing, you're not going to be able to make that myelin sheath. Another thing that's necessary, and a lot of people are deficient in, is iodine. Now, taking commercial iodine could be a little tricky and could be a little dangerous, you know. But if you get your iodine from kelp, then you don't have a problem. And kelp, do you know that one... Capsule of kelp is all the iodine you need for the day. 
That's awesome. On a normal basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something else is necessary. And these were all a lot of different studies I looked at, you know. So it's not like one study had all this in, you know. just mm-hmm. a bunch of studies. Um, one thing that's necessary for making myelin sheath is tryptophan. So where would we get tryptophan? Everybody goes, turkey. Turkey, yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving every day. <laughs> but that's not the only source of tryptophan. There are a number of sources out there. But our, our suggestion on, on getting tryptophan, which you will need for repairing nerve sheath if you have a nerve sheath problem, would be uh, nuts and seeds, especially walnuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, something else that the, they found necessary for making myelin sheath was iron. A lot of people are iron deficient. You know what's a real fun way to get iron? Hot chocolate. <laughs> okay. But we're not talking like commercial hot chocolate. We're talking about raw cacao. And you know, you take that raw cacao. This is this is a cocoa before it's been roasted. You take that raw cacao, you you mix it in water and add some honey to it, and it's like hot chocolate. So there you go. Just doesn't have all the detriments that uh, the hot chocolate has. I, I couldn't believe. I, I looked at a, a very high regarded hot chocolate brand, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe all the stuff they had in I there. I know, seriously, it's just awful. Unbelievable, yeah. Um, so make your own with mm-hmm. raw cacao. And so, you know, look up and see what the foods are high in iron, and those would be good ones to use. And, you know, it's interesting with iron. A lot of times it isn't the amount of iron. It's that I- if it can even, even be used. And there's an herb that has some iron in it, but it helps utilize iron, and that's yellow dock. Mm, yep. So I would, I would highly consider yellow dock if you're having an iron deficiency. Not necessarily for the amount of iron it has in it, but for the ability it has to help the body utilize the iron. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of times you get a lot of iron in the system and you can't move it. And, and generally we, we look at that situation where you have them do a lot of greens because the chlorophyll seems to help. Those high chlorophyll uh, containing plants seem to help with the um, blood's ability to carry the iron. A lot of times the, uh, the cells don't have the ability to carry the iron. So there we go. Now, um, of course, um, like with just about any cell in the body, you can't make that structure without uh, amino acids. And so you get amino acids in, in protein. And there's a lot of sources of protein, but I don't find that people are lacking in protein. I think they're lacking in being able to break that protein down. To break it down so it can be utilized yeah. in the body. Because, you know, you can take... Uh, Protein supplements, you can eat a lot of meat, you can eat a lot of nuts and seeds, you know, protein in, but if you can't break it down into its component parts, that's a problem. And we've talked about that on this program before, but since we're here, let's talk a little bit about it now. And that would be, in order to properly break down protein, you have to have hydrochloric acid. Well, what's one of the biggest selling drugs out there? Proton pump inhibitors. Hmm. So you don't make hydrochloric acid. This is like, duh. 
You know, and so they they wonder, well, let's see, let's not make any hydrochloric acid. And you know what happens then? If you don't make hydrochloric acid, and you have food in your stomach that hasn't been broken down by hydrochloric acid, basically it tricks the body into releasing it into the intestinal tract because it's not going to take be taken care of there. And when you put protein into the intestinal tract without being broken down first into chains of amino acids, enzymes can't act on it. They, they act on chains of amino acids, not on protein. So hydrochloric acid breaks the protein down into chains of amino acids. Those chains of amino acids get into the intestinal tract, and then individual enzymes produced by the pancreas and other parts of the body will then act on breaking those chains up so that the body can uptake the amino acids and make good protein in your body that's got your DNA. If it's got somebody else's DNA, the immune system will just destroy it. Mm-hmm. So you can never use protein right directly into your bloodstream. It has to be broken down to its component parts. And so when you take acids and you take proton pump inhibitors, basically you're preventing the body from properly breaking down protein. And so I think a lot of people's problem is they're just not getting what they need to make myelin sheath. And you do need those amino acids. Mm-hmm. And where are you going to get amino acids? Besides Bragg's amino acids, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is some, a way to do it. Uh, nuts and seeds. Um, and uh, avocados. Love avocados. And uh, that's a good way of getting your fats, too, is the avocados, the proteins and the fats. And that's easily broken down. But still... If, if you're not making hydrochloric acid, even that's not going to help you. You know, you've got to make hydrochloric acid. And we've talked about it before. The way to stimulate your body to make hydrochloric acid and release it is to put a little bit of cayenne in your mouth and hold it. And you've got sensors in your mouth that sense that. And when they sense it, this, this signal is immediately sent to the stomach to, to release the hydrochloric acid, to get that hydrochloric acid in there. So it's an immediate thing. They, they did that study with dogs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they found out that uh, you put cayenne pepper in the dog's mouth and then in the stomach, you immediately, immediately it produces hydrochloric acid. Not, you know, minutes, immediately it produces hydrochloric acid. Isn't that interesting? That's an awesome study. Yeah. So um, we have to break down our proteins because everything in the body is made of proteins, isn't it? Um, here's another thing that you have to have in order to uh, make myelin sheath. If you don't have it, you have everything else, you can't make it. You need this to make it. It's called uridine. How do you spell that? U-R-I-D-I-N-E. U-R-I-D-I-N-E. So where do you get uridine? Not very many places. But, um... One of the places you can get it is in hops. Oh, really? I don't know about drinking beer, you know, <laughs> as far as the hops is concerned, but definitely hops has that uridine in it. That's one of your best sources for uridine is hops. And who would think of, oh, let's see, I'm having a myelin sheath problem. Let's uh, go, go do some hops. <laughs> see, th- that's the whole thing we're doing research is you look into these things and see where else you can get it. You can get it some other places. And this is interesting. We talked about this before. Tomatoes. Oh. T- tomatoes seems to be coming up to be a superfood, you know, and people go, oh, it's in the uh, nightshade family, so you don't eat tomatoes, you know. Um, sorry, that doesn't hold anything. 
And it's interesting, we did that one study, I think we've talked about it on the show before, where um, for your immune system, one of the things your body does is to chelate out heavy metals out of your system. That's, that's part of the immune system, is to chelate out these heavy metals. Mm-hmm. And uh, what the body produces is these little proteins to attach to metals and to get them out. Mm-hmm. It's called metallothionine. 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 And that metallothionine, uh, they've only found one substance that promotes the production of metallothionine, and it was tomatoes. <laughs> so now you can use tomatoes to get that uridine and also to promote the production of metallothionine. So you'll be killing two birds with one stone. You can get two things accomplished with one, one action. I love that. That's my kind, of, my kind of medicine. And there's another place that you can get uridine, and that's in, uh, it's in um, uh, nutritional yeast. Oh, I love nutritional yeast, yep. And we want to take nutritional yeast because a lot of the other things that are in here are... Um, a requirement for making myelin sheath. Uh, But that's in the nutritional yeast, like B vitamins. The B vitamins absolutely have to be there. So the whole slew of B vitamins. You're going to get that in the nutritional yeast. You know, um, we have quite a bit to talk about still, and we've only got like four minutes left for this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have this part one, and then we'll do part two and finish off the podcast. I think so. We'll have like two podcasts, okay? I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, so this would be uh, uh, Mylon Sheath, uh, part one, part one, and then Mylon Sheath Repair, part two. Sounds good. Does that sound good? We'll see you next week with part two. Till then, be happy. Have a healthier you. Mm-hmm.